I met Michael Ulkerfeld of Opeth six years ago in Germany at the Rock'em Ring Festival. We exchanged pleasantries, but it wasn't until later on that summer at a Dutch festival that we actually hung out for most of the evening until they had to almost close down the catering area. We both found out that we were mutual fans of each other's music and just big rock fans in general. And I've said it many times, hanging with other rock fanatics are always my favorite hangs. And Michael set the standard for that. Opeth are one of, if not the, reigning progressive metal band around today, unafraid of pushing envelopes and widening their sound, regardless of critical backlash. This unabashed approach has actually worked in their favor, with last year's superb Heritage album raising the bar for not just metal fans, but music fans in general. Above everything else, live on stage, Michael is the consummate frontman. When we saw the band earlier this year in Toronto with Mastodon at the Sony Center, he was in top form, cheerfully baiting and cracking up the audience at the drop of a dime, a welcome juxtaposed to the often seriousness of the Opeth sound. Offstage, Michael is just as jovial and down-to-earth. Our conversations together have even birthed columns I've written in music magazines, and it's always a fun tete-a-tete. He's even gone so far as called me out as his bitch on the Molson Amphitheater stage in Toronto. Even funnier still when I think back and remember that it was the same amphitheater where my parents took me to watch Neil Sedaka when I was a kid. And when we played in Stockholm and Michael was in the crowd, I did something very similar. So the ribbing and the poking back and forth extends into this podcast episode which was recorded this past August at the Vakken Open Air Festival on the Gibson Guitar Bus. Michael was gracious enough to talk to me before their show, and what you'll hear is our usual ribbing and repartee. It's the last of the three podcast episodes I did at Vakken. I have to thank Blue Mics again, again. I gotta thank them for their Yeti mics. They sent it over, and although I was left to the fates of Vakken and the weather and the conditions there, uh, they were invaluable in making these episodes happen. Blue Mike Microphones rule, as does the Vakken Open Air Festival f- for being so cool with me. The, the, all the crew backstage were really nice to me, too, and, and without them, uh, episodes like this couldn't have happened. Um, and also, I want to thank the, the people at Gibson as well, Herman the German as well, and, of course, Peter and everybody who made this this happen. Also, a big, big thank you to our other sponsor, Skull Candy Headphones. They rule, too. I just got my Mixmaster mic headphones, and it makes you not want to leave your house without... Without your head, without your skull candy headphones permanently on. Also, I got word officially from the top that we have an even newer sponsor. Vans Shoes have hopped on board as our sponsor for this podcast. It was touch and go for a while. I know I mentioned them as a sponsor on an earlier podcast, but it is now officially brought to you by Vans Shoes, which I think is cool as shit. So, here we go. Michael Ockerfeld is the guest on this episode of the official Danko Jones podcast, and it starts now. All right, 
so we're here at Vakken Open Air. Uh, this is my third day here. I'm done in terms of playing shows, but I have a, a good friend of mine is playing today. Uh, what can I say? How long have we known each other? We always see each other on the road. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been a while. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Mike from Opeth. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. Last time I saw you uh, was in Toronto, our hometown. Yeah. You're playing with Mastodon. That's right. And uh, the first thing I said to you was, okay, I've heard all the rumors. Are you really in Ghost? Are the members of Opeth in Ghost? Let's dispel the rumors right now. That's what I asked you. I'm not saying, actually. I'm not saying. That's what you said to me. When I asked you, and then you guys came on that night, and uh, you told everyone you were in Ghost. Well, let me return the question. Are you in Ghost? I have spent some time in Link Shopping, mm -hmm. which is where they're from. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Axe actually also is from that town, so maybe he he's in the band too. Hmm. Is he? Yes. I don't know. No. He might be. No, I, I know who, who the band is, and I am, uh, I am, yeah, I'm very much part of the band, yeah. Yeah, I figured that you were, because I'd heard a rumor that the guys in Opeth were, it were some of the guys in Opeth were in Ghost. That's yeah. what I was told. Yeah, it's my band. I wrote all the songs, uh, produced, uh, came up with the cover, and, um, yeah, doing all the press. So yeah. we, we could switch and do a Ghost interview if you want to. I know all the How does answers. that sound like? Just whisper, whispering, kind of whispering in the Papa voice. Well, anyways, I mean, the last time, the last time we bumped into each other, the, the time before was in Stockholm, mm -hmm. and we had quite an interesting conversation. You, it was in that hotel, at yeah, Scandic. Scandic, yeah, at I Mayboy Platson. I was actually getting. We were talking about vocal technique then. Or like how to maintain your voice right. on a tour, and you were giving, yeah. talking about your balloons. Yes, I remember. You a lot of people. Yeah, I still do that. Um, it's good for long notes on stage. I was told that from a voice therapist that I I went to, Aaron Lowe. I guess I should give him a plug. Yeah. And he's worked with, uh, man, Sting. Um, uh, Sean Lennon. And uh, Trent Reznor, so he uh, he told me to use balloons when I lost my voice after we played with Motorhead. Right. Yeah. I was getting nervous for the tour because it was our first tour with for the Heritage record, so it's going to be all clean. You were really nervous when I saw you at that at that hotel because you guys yeah were I was yeah signing records and you, you the first thing you said was like oh, I don't know if people are gonna get this record but and I don't care didn't. and I but you go and I don't care yeah you didn't care and no I didn't uh, I didn't care but I was more nervous about maintaining a voice throughout the tour because I never uh, done sang a tour, clean. just clean vocals yeah a lot of people don't realize that singing clean is actually way harder to maintain than oh, yeah. singing like with a, a growl oh yeah no, I never lose my voice from screaming actually I have I have but uh very rarely. Yeah. You've got a very naturally deep voice that lends itself well to a growl. Maybe. And it's gotten, be gotten better lately for some reason, the growl. I was kind of losing it for a while, but now it's, it's getting back. Maybe it's because of all the uh, sweet singing. Maybe. I don't know. 
Anyways, when we were at the Scandic, we started a conversation that led me to write uh, uh, an article in Close Up Magazine about KISS. Kiss. Once again, uh, people who read the column know that that's pretty much all I want to talk about. And it's the reason why I was able to perform here at Vakken today. I gave some KISS lectures. Yeah. And uh, you surprised the hell out of me because you were like the first person I, I've ever met that actually loves music from the elder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up with that, man? Please tell me, <laughs> please tell everybody um, what, like how you argued that music from the elder is awesome. Well, I didn't like, when it came out, I bought it like maybe a year or two after it came out because it came out in 81, I think. Yeah. And I didn't like it, but it wasn't appealing to me at the time because it didn't have any pictures of him. That was the, like like the main reason. Right. But it did look cool in a way. Maybe not the cover, but when you open up the gatefold, there's like this big table with all these chairs. Yeah. Like old wood, kind of oaky. And uh, that kind of appealed to me. But I didn't listen much. Like, like anyone else, like in the early 80s, when I was getting into metal music or rock music, whatever. I listened to the, the, the so to speak, so to say, classic Kiss records, and that's what I liked. And I didn't barely listen to that at the time. But a couple of years later, I put it on and started liking it. I mean, it has some rocking songs, yeah. like some of like I the oath, the oath, which I think they play every now and then, yeah. don't they? Do they? I th- yeah. I think, yeah. But they also like beautiful ballads, uh, World Without Heroes. I love that song. You you don't like that. And what's that one called? Under the Rose. I right. Mean, that's a mass. That's a masterpiece. You know. And the, that whole record. I, mean, I wish this was a video podcast because I'm smiling yeah. right now. <laughs> but I, I really like that record. But it it also clicks with me because of my my other taste in music because I like the kind of bombastic sometimes you know right and the progressive type of thing and I also like that they did a record like that because previously to that album most of those records with the exception of Dynasty which had some you know that was cool for the time some disco type of thing yeah. going on but it's a unique record in their discography and I think a unique record in in the world of hard rock and some people say you uniquely shit but I, I, I really like that record. I think I said it's a I listen to that record more than any other Kiss records today. Today, though? Yeah. It's interesting because um, hearing it from you, you could be a very good person that they should use to turn people's um, uh, opinions around about that record. Yeah. Because, because uh, you know, Opeth, I think, with Heritage, turned a corner. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm comparing Heritage to The Elder at all, mm. but... <laughs> well, you can. In, in my book, you can, and, and I take that as a compliment. But if you know me, which you do, and you know that if I was to compare Heritage to The Elder, you know that that's not a good thing, mm. and I'm not. Mm. But when you talk about eras and great bands, bands with long-standing histories, you can step back and you, you can really appreciate the, the actual eras, like a, a band's life... Yeah. It has a life uh, in hills and valleys uh, when they're around long enough. Mm. And I think Heritage will be one of these albums that kicks off an era in Opeth. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Maybe. Because well, the way you told me, you, it doesn't seem like you want to go back. You want to move forward in this direction. Yeah, and I, with this record, I think we, we went back a little bit. We also moved forward. I mean, the music is more inspired by the stuff that I listen to. Right. 
the stuff I collect basically. And uh, but it's all it's also new sound for us. For me, metal, especially extreme metal, it's kind of reached a point where it's uh, uh, for the, for the scene as a whole. It's, I find it difficult to see that somebody's going to take it further, you know, or how that's going to sound. And for for my own music, like the the record we did before Watershed was. As far as I was concerned, the best we could do with that type of sound, which is a great album too. I, li I like that record, and I don't I don't dislike anything of, from our past records. But you know, it just reached a, a, a point where it was it, it, I was done with that for a while, anyways. You know, maybe I'll come back and write that stuff. But I think I think you uh, listening to Heritage before I saw you guys play in Toronto, and then hearing it live, I really thought that it was a seamless. It was a seamless. It ran parallel seamlessly with all the other songs of Opeth. Maybe yeah. you tailor made the the set to have it be that way, but we everybody kind of yeah. got it. Like I thought it was a wicked, show, wicked show, man. And I'm not saying that because you're in front of me now, um, although there's a little bit of that. Um, <laughs> but but I saw with JC and we, JC and I left the venue going, fuck me, man. Like they just, you know, Mastodon and Ghost really stepped up that show, and then you guys just came out and said with a broom and just everybody you had everybody in the palm of your hands and it was awesome it was really well, good job I, well done and we watched that show of yours uh, because we were thinking about our new album that's coming in right. Rock and Roll is Black and Blue mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> we saw how you guys entered how you started the show everything about the stage everything about it not that we're going to copy your style you can I'm looking at you right in the it's eye, just, dead in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> but no. uh, it was very inspiring to to uh, watch you guys that night. Oh, thank you. Because Mastodon really stepped it up, and I was nervous for you guys because I was like, "Well, yeah, he was the last time I saw him, man. He was talking about the the new album, and then you just yeah. you guys just came and had the audience riveted." That was a, I remember that show. That was a good show in a beautiful place, <laughs> beautiful yeah. place. But we had some some show not on that tour, but when we started touring for Heritage. We started touring before it actually came out. Yeah. And I think we started in, in uh, what's it called, the Palladium, that's been torn down in Worcester, Massachusetts. Okay. That place. I'm not sure. And really. the record was not out, and we started, we played like, and we were really consistent on that tour, playing a lot of new stuff, you know, because I like bands who like their new stuff, as opposed to just playing the old hits that people want to hear. So that's what we did, and a lot of people in the crowd just like, what the fuck is this? is this shit basically that's what their expression facial expression said but then gradually as the tour went on and the album was eventually released people started getting it you know so um now it's a bit bit of a mixed camp in our in our um, oh. uh, fan base i think some people really oh. hate that record and with hating that record they hate us all together you know how do you feel about that man I, to be honest i i, I don't, you don't care. care no I mean, if I if I if I only I'm a musician in that sense that I don't want I want it to be a job, you know. I I, I hear you and I agree totally. Parts of it is, but not that like just leave the creative side, to, to being creative. Because yesterday I was actually here doing an interview and someone heard our new record and uh, he said he listened to it 15 times and he said he prefaced it with saying he lo he really loves the record mm -hmm. and he goes it's softer than your last record. I almost fucking threw a gasket. I was like, soft? Are there any ballads on it? He goes, no. Is there an acoustic guitar on it? No. <laughs> and he goes, well, what's wrong with the word softer? And I said, well, 
nothing's wrong with it. Mm. Do you love the record? Like, I mean, do you like it? He goes, like it. I love the record. I mm. think it's your best record. See, I'm plugging my own stuff. Yeah, yeah. During your that's good. Question. That's good. Um, but then um, uh, he go he goes, what's wrong with the word softer? And I said, I. Just because, to me, when you play rock or metal, soft is a really bad word. Mm. I like things hard and heavy, even though I do love a lot of the softer stuff from bands. Mm. You know, I'm just, because it's we're at a time in the, the record where you guys were at when I saw you at the Scandic, where I'm like, mm. not that we took any turns, but I was like, wow, I hope, as with every album, with every band, I hope everybody likes it, because mm. I want to keep doing this fucking rock. Yeah. No, I agree, but, you know, for, for me... Uh... Uh, I never saw the word soft as as a bad word because we always had a little bit, bit of a bit of that ever since the first record. Yes, you, know? you did. Yes, and uh, that's been our strength a little bit that we blend. You know, but difference. I'm too like I'm a metalhead. You know, right? Which you know when people say that your 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 album is uh, just weak. You know, it's not not heavy. You know, and I'm like I also take it as a little bit of a you know, uh, insult. That's what know? I mean. But listening to, to, you know, like writing these songs and listening to the album afterwards, of course, there's a lot of soft parts in there. But there's still some part in me that just gets offended, you know. But lately it's been it's been, been much easier. I know that we, we, uh, we cannot be consistently heavy anyways. You'll burn yourself out. Yeah, no, that doesn't work. But you know, like we've been around for twenty-two years, almost twenty-three years now, and it would—I think it would have been really strange if we sounded the same. You know, if we still sounded the same now that we did twenty years ago. I'm always see because we're in different genres, but the bands I love in my genre do stick to their story. Mm -hmm. Slayer, yeah, Motorhead, ACDC, the Ramones. Mm -hmm. But you guys have a little leeway with the progressive we've side. I don't think we have. I mean. With maybe some exception, we we always kind of moved in different different ways. I mean, we put out the Damnation record, uh, mm. two thousand and two, which is that's a soft record. Heritage, I don't think, is a soft record. No, it's intense in a way, and uh, Damnation is a really soft record. And that, when that album came out, there was no shit getting thrown at us. Interesting. Which is really strange. And now Heritage comes out, which is a, I mean, a much heavier record than Damnation. People don't understand how how the fuck you can do this crazy, you know, do this crazy sounding record, you know. But maybe you know because at the time when we did Damnation, we also put out the Deliverance record, which is very heavy. Mm -hmm. So maybe they like kind of compensate for uh -huh, right, right. for the softness. But I don't know. You know, it's hard, and that's something I learned, you know, through, throughout the years that it's just impossible to write. A record that you like yourself and that the crowd you like everybody's gonna like it i did we did the ghost reveries record and i thought like wow i mean this is perfect yeah people are gonna love this album but no what i mean some did of course but a lot of people just like ah it's shit you know that's your worst record and at the time when we when it was done i was like made it i made it <laughs> you know <laughs> but it didn't you know it didn't don't work like that guys <laughs> High fives, Porsches and mansions for everybody. <laughs> and then it's like, what is this garbage? Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that way too. Every band goes through that and we're, you know, we're starting to feel the first feedbacks from our record. But I love our record and it, mm. there's, it's, once, it's just heavy and fat. Of, it's hard. Well, ultimately, that's the only thing that matters. If you like it yourself. And that's the only gauge I use. Yeah. You know. Yeah, me too. 
And that's why heritage is like, I like it, you know. It doesn't matter if somebody don't like it because I like it. Yeah, no. And, and the- people are like, people are saying like, that's one of the things that we heard a lot, you know, from people who love the record. It's like, I, I love their album. You know, it's, it still sounds like Opeth. It, well, see, and we- I'm like, well, it is Opeth. Yeah, but you us. you gave me this whole thing like so when I finally heard it I'm like all right here we go, mm. and I was like well yeah it it's but it, it totally makes sense I mean I didn't I didn't go whoa mm. <laughs> <laughs> these guys <laughs> these guys got balls but it just it all just made sense to me I didn't because mm. you gave me such this you know you, it, I I I I met up with you at a probably at a really vulnerable time when you guys are just about to mm-hmm. start getting feedback from it so you're kind yeah. of anticipating it like i am now mm-hmm. um but no i i was just like i can't, i actually listened to it again because i thought maybe i'm just hearing everything heavy but mm-hmm. it's still heavy to me it is heavy i mean it's something on there i mean we we deliberately try to get us like the sound of the yeah. record the production so to speak of the the sound the production of the album is very different from before we play it on single coil pickups, deliberately trying to shy away from from the mesa boogie heavy right. kind of guitar, like the fat trigger drums. It's all natural sounds, uh, and you might think that that that's going to make the album sound less heavy, you know, which a lot of people probably thinks. But in my opinion, the heavier parts sound super heavy, like Sabbathy heavy. Mm-hmm. A song on there called Famine, which has a Mm-hmm. Do me type of riff, and it's basically single coil pickups with little to almost no distortion, and it's super heavy. Yeah, in, in my book, anyways. But you know, yeah, no, I understand. The thing is, it's it's funny because you guys take from such older material as do we, but you more so because you're more into the you know the progressive Old side shit, of yeah. things. Yeah, um, I'm like love gun, good. I'm my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, 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 it, it, love gun of all records. Whoa, are we going to start this? No, no, this? okay, no, I'm not going to go there. Okay. No, let's go there. But wait, wait I just want to... No, what do you have against Love Gun? I don't have anything about it. It's like the Love best Gun. Kiss record no, ever. No, it's not, no. Pretty far from. Really? It's just got the best Kiss song, Shock Me, which is That's surprisingly a good song. from... That's a good song, but the Ace cover Freely. song... It's got a radio hit. It's awesome. It's got a cover that that's really keeps with Who the original. Who wrote that song? The original. I don't know. Is that is a... Like, what's his name, the... Who wrote it or who did it? The producer, the big producer. With oh, um, yeah, the, the guy who shot his wife. Is that him? It, it sounds like what it would be. What the fuck is his name now? Phil Spector. Phil Spector, of course. Yeah. I think it might have been. Yeah, I remember buying that record before I went in to see like some, like the Goonies or something, you know, in the cinema. Because the cinema had a, had a little record store. <laughs> That's and I was awesome. like, going to go watch the Goonies. And there's the record store. It's Love Gun. I don't have that record on, on vinyl, so I bought it. That's awesome. But I, I never, like, Plaster Caster somewhere. Yeah, but so is That's Almost it. Human, which is a wicked song. Can't remember that one. Plaster I Stole Your Love and Love Gun. I mean, Paul's. I stole. Okay, it's a good record, amazing. but not the best. We're just, we're, all, we're past the halfway point in naming all the songs, Mike. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how the album is enough for you to say that. I don't go back, listen to it. Unbelievable. I listen, I listen to um, Hotter Than Hell a lot for some reason. Such a wicked record. Yeah. Crazy, strange-sounding record. Really sharp. And yeah, they aren't very happy with that record, <laughs> no. actually. They thought they They're were not happy with job. The Elder. Yeah, they, no. They hate The Elder. Have you, going back to The Elder, have you heard about what's going on with The Elder? The Elder, the, the movie. Film. yeah. This guy has nothing to do with Kiss, is going to make the... Mm. With 
well, with fan contributions, if people contribute, are right. you just going to make the movie? But there's people, like, especially in my age, who loves this stuff. Like, our whole, whole band, everybody in Opeth, especially Freddie, who's a big Kiss fan, like, I love that album. And, you know, Fenris? Yeah, well... And I can't vouch for this being true, but I remember we were in Norway drinking, and we were in this place, Elm Street, which is mm. a classic rock bar. And we were with a Swedish friend... John, who was in dissection. And he's like, well, Fenris might come down. And uh, I'm like, okay, that's cool. And he was like texting, saying like, I'm, ah, I don't feel like going out. I don't feel like, I'm, I'm staying in. And so I sent him a text saying, which was a lie, but I sent him a text. They are playing Under the Rose from Kiss right now. And I got a text back. He's like, I'm on my bike. I'll be there in five minutes. What's that mean? Listen, it means the two of you think alike, and I don't agree with you. <laughs> I'm like, see, I'm, uh, I mean, look at our bands, man. Mm-hmm. You're like a thinking man's prog band. No, we don't. Yeah, you, you know, thinking man after two beers, okay? I'll give you okay, that. Okay, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I know, I know what kind of band we are. Mm. We're like, we, it's People just. People drink, like your music is perfect for partying. Right, but there's no. Beer there's no what I mean is, it's like, it's just basically what it is. There's nothing deeper than the songs. There's nothing. Uh, it, you have layers to your music, which is a compliment. I just liked, you know, and so reflecting that in our Kiss album mm-hmm. selections, it makes sense that you would like The Elder. Maybe. But I also like. It like, makes sense. Just... I like the cover, the one with the fucking uh, rinky dink pop cover t- song. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's how it is. No, but I like that. I like the, the regular rock, you know, like. I love Danko Jones. Yeah, no. And... I, I mean, not saying that in a, like, a band, band one wise. I mean, I mean, I like you, but. What part was the insult? Regular? No, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't when you the... use the word regular, was that the, the, the insult? That was the insult, maybe, no. yeah. Okay. But <laughs> going back to my point. <laughs> Going back to my point about your audience and how you take from old musics that your audience, who's I was looking out in the audience, they aren't very old. No, that's not true. Maybe in your section. You want to know what happened in our section? Fight. Though there's two girls who were probably 17, Mm -hmm. and it was their first night out. Congrats, girls! It's just only my 7,000th night out, Mm -hmm. but. I'll bear it. One of them threw up all over the seats of the Sony Center. All over the nice carpet. Seventeen. That's yeah. what we did. Well, I did when I was seventeen. Well, I, I just I just turned into a curmudgeon. I'm like, you can't handle your high girls. <laughs> Go home. This is an Opeth Mastodon show. Fucking throw it up. So I was just. You did not do that. Not that voice, anyways. Oh, that was my voice in you my were head. Thinking, yeah, thinking, that yeah. was my voice in my head. No, but say, like you said, our crowd is old, which is true to a certain extent. But no, I, it should be old. Yeah, but but there's there's a lot more older people coming to our shows, but there's also a lot of young people. Lots of women coming to our shows now. Lots that makes of, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Why does it make sense? Well, it's, oh, were you trying to trap me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not just like, you know, especially with heritage. It's not just the, the growling. It's like... So women don't like the growling. Have you been out in the Vakken? Have you... Do I have to... I was I saying that there's 80,000 people at this festival, and like one in a thousand, there's like mm. a pretty girl. So there's 80 pr- pretty girls. Well, I, I 
I think women might like. I mean, some the women who like the growling, I think, love the growling, like it's something sexy, masculine to them. Well, see, I just like they like sweat. You know, you shouldn't wear deodorant because sweat. That's yeah, it attracts. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I uh, tried it for thirty-eight years. Doesn't don't don't work for me. But maybe I don't sweat enough. Maybe yeah, yeah, I don't. That's not the technique I'm going to use to get girls. Yeah. No. Like, no deodorant. Yeah. I'm going to use a different technique. Okay. Like, hey, how's it going? Well, that works. You're too. pretty. Yeah. No Want marriage. No marriage, though. You know, you wear deodorant, you, you won't get uh, married. Oh, oh, it's just for like flings. Yes. I just see. shallow. It's, a, it's like that caveman. Very, very shallow type of, type of relationship. Right. Like that sure. caveman, like, uh, genetic essence that's exactly. in us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Draws us together. That's what I'm after. Order. Really? <laughs> Here at Bakken. Yeah, Bakken. Yeah, good place to be. Why were you giving me shit about Surathungal, my Surathungal patch? Uh, it's, I was just wondering, like, if you have a patch, you're, you're supposed to be a really, really big fan. Yeah, and, I mean, I am to an extent. I don't question your taste. You have good taste. Yeah. But and you, you have knowledge. Like, I remember one of our first long geeky talks was on a small plane from Finland or something. I think with Finland. Hanoi Rocks. With Hanoi Rocks, that's true. Yeah, that was... Another whole different, whole that's different story. Yeah, that's whole story. Uh, but we were talking about, and you remember this because I bring it up every time I see you, Tarzan Boy. Yes, because it was playing in the PA when the plane landed for some reason. No, we were no? singing it. We were just talking. Maybe it was playing, but we were talking about this, and I went, and you went like, oh, Baltimore, Baltimore, which I thought were, I thought they were called Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore, and it was one guy, Baltimore. Yeah. Now I kind of lost the plot. Yeah, going back to because you have a vast knowledge about music. Yeah. Some of your favorite bands and my favorite bands. Yes. Mm. You know, like Metal Hammer takes you for a listening thing. Mm. And I'm like, God, I know who this guy. Like, who is this? I know who this is. It's yeah. like, uh, it's you've got another thing coming. Come Judas, like Priest. Judas Priest. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was that guy. In my head, there's one guy, like, they were playing Roots once. Right. And I'm like, fuck, I know I this heard man. that on the toilet, too. Roots. So what As- made you shit? Us or... No, I was already started that uh, process of uh. relieving myself. Oh, so we... When, and I was sitting there uh, playing Angry Birds or something. And uh, what if it falls Roots was first on. Roots was on. And, you know, then after Roots, uh, if you want to learn how to sing the blues. <laughs> We're giving each other shit here. I'm sorry. Um, so did you wipe to us? Yes, I did. That's cool. Have you ever heard that before? Never. Yes, and from you, of all people. Yes, I did. I usually bring the wet... We shouldn't go there, but wet I usually bring the wet... Yeah, I wet. can go there. We can go there if you okay. want. I, usually I don't bring want the wet wipes, want. but uh, I, I forgot. Right. And because I was coming here to see you, I was in a bit of a hurry. couldn't run back, back so to the bus and get Did we shake hands before we started the podcast? I, I watched them. I watched them. Yeah, but like... Yeah, those are good backstages, really good. Oh, it was so, it was yeah. called v, v, uh, WC Royale. It was yes, called. and it is Royale. It was nice. Probably was the nice. best backstage toilet. It was I've very nice. Seen. No, I, I washed my hands, don't worry. No, I, I washed my... With, with that said, a lot of guys don't. Yeah. With wash their thing. hands. Yeah, no, I'm not one of those Could you dudes. get in a fight if you tell somebody you don't know, like you see them taking a leak and then just walk straight out? Could you find them in the bars like you, you forgot to wash your hands? Is that an insult? No, but I'm just going to avoid them quietly. Okay. Not shake their hands. What if he's the bartender pouring your 
I'm not gonna drink. Yeah. What, what, I'm, I'm not gonna have any. Well, say, say you order it for you ordered it and you paid for it, and like this guy appears from under the counter and just pours you drink. 